0: Aaron Lee Tasgian had played in the band Semi-Precious Weapons. He played in the New York Dolls. I had first heard him when he was playing in the band Everest. His guitar skills were phenomenal. He had great style. Shortly after, I got into his solo work. Discovering great song after great song, album after album, I'm happy to call Aaron Lee Tasgian one of my favorite bands. Welcome to all your favorite bands. I'm your host, Jeff Lamort. On this edition... I talk with Aaron Lee Tasjan, and we discuss working with musical legends, the guitar, and even some musical recommendations. But first, we start with his earliest musical memories.
1: I was probably in maybe the second grade, or the third grade maybe, and I had become sort of obsessed with this. Ballad by the band Boys to Men called "End of the Road," and it was this really, it was this really like super cool, slick like R&B ballad, and it, you know it was like a decent hit at the time if I remember correctly. But it was it was on this tape, this tape that I had called "Cooly High Harmony." I think you know my parents let me pick out a tape or something, you know, for do for get, going to the dentist or I don't know, <laughs> you know, one of those kind of things yeah, that yeah. your parents will do every once in a while for you you know if you're lucky and have sweet-hearted folks like mine and I just that tape just called to me for some reason I don't think I'd even heard it but I got it and that song particularly and I was in music class one day and uh our teacher's name was Mrs. Brown Sandra Brown and she she wore like this, these amazing like matching outfits that would have like these sort of like very like earth tone floral print. They kind of look like something that would be on like the the wallpaper of like a middle <laughs> class hotel. Kind yeah, of, you know. And she had she wore some sort of perfume that you could smell from like around the corner of the classroom. You know what I mean? Like it was just like. Big hair and played the piano and 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 she wore high heels and stuff it and was really awesome i can't remember how it came up in class but I, you know i just was like suddenly found myself telling her like oh i love this song you know by, you know by boys to men end of the yeah. road and she was like i don't know if i've heard that one and i sang her a little bit of the song and when i sang her a little bit of the song this other kid in our class anthony graham He knew it, too, so he also started singing the song with me at the same time. You know, the class was kind of, like, giggling or whatever, and Mrs. Brown was like, Oh, these guys think they are boys to me, you know? like. But it was, like, this, you know, it was this very unexpected, like, powerful, instant connection, like, with somebody else through music, you know? And I was like, Man, this is cool. I really like this feeling. I think I want to have this feeling a lot in my life, you know.
0: That's awesome. So then from there, what really came out of that? It was
1: 1995, and my family moved. I was born in Wilmington, Delaware, Okay, and I lived there until I was like 11 years old, and my family moved from Wilmington, Delaware to (laughs) Orange County, southern california like it literally Amazing couldn't close. be more yeah. <laughs> different like i mean as literally as far apart probably as yeah. you can get too um but you know just completely different vibe and you know the kids were different the stuff they were into was totally different i didn't understand any of it but when i moved to town we were going grocery shopping and right next door To the grocery store was a music store called Americana Music, and in the window it said, you know, guitar lessons, and then on the signs, first lesson, free or whatever. Yeah. And so I kind of talked my mom into letting me try it out, and I learned like... or four chords you know in the first lesson you know like I said this was 95 so like I'm watching MTV and like VH1 and stuff like that every day pretty much after school and I've also been kind of at the time like kind of first getting into the Beatles a little bit Mm because the anthology thing was happening you know what I mean so, and my pa- you know, my mom was like, oh, Ed Sullivan and the Beatles came on, and we all screamed, and, it's, and it sounded like a great, it sounded cool to me, yeah. you know? So I was like, there, there's something about these Beatles, man, that, like, I don't know, like, this is old music, but I really like it, you know, or whatever. So it was 95, I'm, like, watching, I can't remember if it was MTV or VH1, but the video for Wonderwall came on by Oasis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, wow, this is, like, these guys look like the Beatles, you know, or whatever, you know, I'm like 11, you know, so I'm like perfect for this. Cause like, I'm not, I'm not like skeptical of anything yet. You Mm -hmm. know, all I'm doing is hearing music that I haven't heard before, but I'm recognizing the sounds of other music that I've heard, that I'm now hearing in this music that I've never heard before. Like I can suddenly kind of like see like, okay, these guys kind of look like the Beatles But, like, also, like, I sort of see the things that they've kind of borrowed from, stolen from them. Yeah, totally. You know? And I had just started playing guitar, like, just taking my first few lessons, just learned a few chords. But, like, those chords were enough to sort of be able to play those songs. Because they were really simple. Yeah. Very elementary songs that Oasis was making, (laughs) you know? Like, very surface level, like, in every way, you know? Yeah. And so for me, like a kid, you know, who had sort of an ear for pop melodies and stuff like that, probably from listening to like R and B music and stuff like Boys to Men, you know, yeah. pop melodies, memorable hooks, heard this music, sort of interested in the Beatles and and but then I could also do it right away, like without really having to know a whole lot. That all felt kind of exciting to me and I and I even though you know it was like a long time before I really actualized like this thought like it sort of occurred to me like this is kind of what rock and roll is like you don't want to be too good at it you know because when you start getting too good like things that are never supposed to be a problem in that world like are suddenly becoming an issue you know like where do we plug all of this in for example (laughs) you know yeah. um what if the computer goes down you know what i yeah, mean yeah, like yeah. that's you know I, that's not what you're supposed to be doing up there exactly you know yeah. so <laughs> like all of that i was just kind of like i don't know i was just a very curious young person but that was the band ultimately oasis you know that was the first thing that really not even so much that like i thought it was like the greatest music i'd ever heard in my life or anything even like that it was just that I could recognize the elements of something really great, like the Beatles, in it, Mm -hmm. and it was new. Yeah. So I thought, as a young 11-year-old person, thought, like, oh, this is for, like, my generation or whatever. Yeah,
0: totally. That's really cool. I was just having this conversation with a friend the other day about the the Beatles. Every 10 years or so, they come out with, like, something else to revive, like, the Beatles. And I think (laughs) we're around the same age. So, like, anthology. Yep there was the, the one album yep they had the uh, Beatles rock band this thing yes sitting. definitely they re-released all the remasters and yep. we were talking about this because the get back the trailer oh, yeah. came out and the footage just looks amazing I and know. I was like it's gonna bring it to another generation that's gonna find the Beatles for the first time uh,
1: it's there is a magic to it there yeah. is a magic to the first time in history that this band sort of you know captured like the world and not and in such a way that it wasn't even always necessarily even about the music you know Mm -hmm. it was like parents just being like have you seen these kids hair is ridiculous (laughs) like i'm offended (laughs) you know we need to take these records and burn them (laughs) you know like in what he said about jesus (laughs) you know john lennon thinks he's more famous than jesus or whatever you know like it truly captured, like, people's attention in, like, a very, like, all sort of encompassing sort of way. Yeah.
0: I mean, they were hand-in-hand hand with everything going on in, in pop culture.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: And it wasn't just music, so. Right. So it's wild.
1: Really neat.
0: You're influenced by, like, the Beatles, Oasis. Yeah. yeah. And you've been able to work with all kinds of, I would say, legendary musicians as well i know you did that the willie nelson yeah uh session yeah. I, I i saw the stories about that <laughs> yeah man that was with the, with the cat
1: i mean you know that's there's some rock and roll for you
0: yeah peter yarrow yeah man yeah. that dude, that's incredible
1: my parents were freaking out about that one you know because they were of that generation where yeah. like he was you know peter paul and mary that was like some like Madonna <laughs> kind of level, you know, yeah. like 80s Madonna level. Like, yeah. whoa, man. There they are in their tweed jackets singing Blowing in the Wind. Such good stuff. And then El- Elton John. Yeah. That, that made is... me not want to do this
0: because I was like... <laughs> so if you talk to Elton John, he's not going to want to talk to me. Why am I doing Wow. Yeah. But
1: I mean, you know, I don't know, man. Like, Elton John has, like, an interview style that, like, you know... It can only really be afforded to Elton John when you think about it. Like, I mean, you know, few people can just like sit there and like la- lavishly like compliment like something that you've done or whatever and like get away with it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he's he's sort of is, uh, is tailor-made for the job that he's doing in a way. Um, he just blows me away simply for the fact that, I mean – he doesn't have to care about anything that's happening now, you know, and it, it, I don't know how much it like benefits him, you know, other than to just have a, a healthy curiosity about music fulfilled, yeah. you know, but the fact that he like it pays attention to it um, so much so that he feels called to like share it with people. I mean, I just, that's like, well, he's like an angel. He's like a patron saint of music or something you know it's,
0: I love it's just so sweet it's like there's a they're still holding on to that innocence that like he still is looking to discover oh. more and more and I, I just love that
1: I mean the sense of discovery is like the best one of the best things about oh. music to me
0: one of the reasons why I love doing this podcast anyway I never heard this song the Beach Boys Marcella oh yeah man yeah. so that's I never, I looked it up yeah. like last week that song is so good. It's so and amazing. It's annoying. I was
1: like, how have I not ever heard this song? I know, man. I love those moments in music. Oh, it was so great, though. Because I feel like, I don't know, if you're, if you're a person that does listen to a lot of music, maybe, you know, at some point it's easy to convince yourself that, like, you've heard a lot of music. Yeah. You know? But, like, there's so much out there. And I love those moments for me because I'm like, yes. Like, there's way more to discover than I, than I think there is. Like, in Nashville, at least, maybe it's kind of easy to feel this way because, like, you can't escape, like, the country music machine. Yeah. And so much of it all just sounds like exact... I can't even tell apart who the people are, you know, because it all sounds exactly same. the same. Yeah. You know? So you're just kind of like, ah, is this what popular music is now or whatever? Like, that sucks, I guess. Maybe it is. I don't know. But then, you know... You hear something from that record? I think that was like a early '70s album, maybe. maybe Carl right? and the Passions, I yeah. think, is the name of the of the record. Yeah. And, and so it's like a it's definitely like a post beach like Beach Boys like height of their like fame thing or whatever. But I just love it's so it's so it, it's it's one of those songs that like reminds me of many things that I love, but I can't put my finger on like anything that one thing that it is.
0: Yeah. It's just like, you. the first time I listened to it, and it ended, I was like, it was just a fucking great song. <laughs> totally. It just completely fly, like, this is never on the radio. Oh, yeah. This is, no. like, I never hear any, like, aside from you, I've never he- heard anybody talk about that song before, or the album.
1: I randomly found it, because I just was like, I, I wonder what the Beach Boys did, like, when they weren't famous anymore, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And so I started looking up, like, records and stuff. Of theirs, and like I found that one, and i th- I liked the cover of it or something. I don't know, but that's this that song is like the song that when you listen to the album, it just like jumps out as like this song rules <laughs> And it like, really does yeah, yeah, what other
0: recommendations or new artists would you would you recommend
1: I mean there's. There's a lot of, like, really, really interesting stuff out there right now. As a performer slash artist, the the person that's, like, blowing me away right now is this uh, guy named Jake Wesley Rogers. Man, just absolutely dynamite. Like, showmanship, singing, um, really interesting songwriting. Um... And, and my favorite thing of all right now, like I, more than anything, I think all I really just, I just want to see somebody that's just like absolutely just going for it. Like with, with, you know, with what, with whatever it is that they have, just like, even if it's kind of like a little out of control or whatever, like I, I like that. You know, and, I, and to me, that's been, like, I feel like we've definitely done a great job of celebrating, like, these, like, people who just come out and they're, like, very composed and they do this, like, excellent, like, note, spot on, like, sort of performance. Um, yeah. and, and that's amazing. And I love that vibe. But, like, I just, there's this other, like, part of, of, of music that exists that sort of is a little more reckless and wild than that to me. And uh, I feel like he, J- Jake Wesley Rogers, he has that. Although he's also, you know, he's got a wonderful control over, you know, everything that, that he's doing, but he really goes for it, um, which I appreciate. There's a singer-songwriter from a young young guy from a, out of L.A. named Charlie Hickey, okay. that I think is really good. I, I'm pretty sure... That maybe he just got signed to that Phoebe Bridgers label, Factory. Okay. But he... Man, he's got some... I think he's only like 22 or something. <laughs> but he's got some really good songs. And a beautiful singing voice. And it's kind of... Mar- like, it's kind of like... It's kind of Elliot Smithy, but it's also kind of like Mark Kozalicki, like sort okay. of before he became super weird. Yeah. There's a, there's a number of people in, in Nashville that like immediately come to mind of, uh, like too, too many to, to even list honestly. But, um, uh, there, there is a really, there is a really neat scene happening there right now. That's like very organic and, and, and cool. And like, there's, you know, there's people who I think have sort of come, into town you know in the last like five to ten years that are really elevating the scene right now Uh, an artist named Yola certainly Mm -hmm. Um, and this record that's very like very powerful um, and deeply deeply personal um, kind of a heavy record but in in the most beautiful like heavy in a way that will un Unburden, you know your your spirit or whatever. Uh, an album called Outside Child by Allison Russell, uh, that's really good. Um, I did have a, I you know, I'm not I'm not trying to like display a bunch of nepotism or whatever. But I'm my friend Dan Nobler worked on the uh, on the record as a as a producer and and what Allison is singing about on that record is really like, oh, so, so amazing. I to that for sure. So that's a really great one. I just, yeah, the, you know, the, the artists we're on tour with this evening, Tristan, mm-hmm. she is just writing some of the best guitar pop like in, in Tennessee, I think. I mean, just outrageously great songs and interesting harmony and, and beautiful singing. Tremendous lyricist, too. And and her partner Buddy Hewen, um, who's playing guitar with her out here, I think he has sort of a hand in kind of co-producing those records with her. And tons of really fun guitar, man. I I love what's been happening with guitar. Mm -hmm. How people have been finding sort of like different ways to use it, make it sound like other things. Yeah, we we definitely you know made some. I was, I felt very inspired, you know, yeah. by a lot of uh, St. Vincent, you know, like, I, I love the way she plays the guitar. So cool.
0: I think Tadgin, Tadgin, Tajan great guitar record, though.
1: Oh, thanks, yeah. man. I, we, you know, we wanted to do that. We wanted to make a guitar record that, you know, felt uh, relevant. And one one way to to sort of do that, you know, to kind of modernize the, the guitar a little bit, I think, is to make it sound like something where you can't quite tell what it is sometimes. And I, I think that's cool. One one person I will say from Nashville who who does that really well, guitar wise, mm-hmm. is uh, an artist named Liz Cooper. Really, really interesting guitar player. We played a a, a, sh- a show together for Newport Folk Festival a couple of years ago. And uh, she definitely, like, made an impression on me that night. I'd heard her record before and stuff, and then just seeing it live and seeing how much she was doing uh, with the guitar. Um, just, I was like, yes, man. Like, I, you know, I, I, I think the guitar is still really cool, you know. Yeah. Um, in spite of some of the sort of, I don't know, it can it can also like it is really cool, but like the guitar can also be kind of annoying sometimes. Like yeah, I
0: think using the, the versatility of yeah, the instrument totally. and being like look look what else this this can do. Yeah yeah, trying to put, put it somewhere. Such yeah. a big yeah. part of that. Yeah yeah. True. So for your your latest record, yeah, um, my favorite album of twenty twenty one. I did have oh. to I had to go back though because I. I was like, did it come out this year? It's been such a weird two years. <laughs> I, I know. Like, I, it oh. feels like a long time ago now. But uh, what do you have coming up next?
1: I've been writing a ton, um, and I have some I have some songs that I'm that I'm pretty excited about. It's interesting. I feel like so much of of the like way the industry goes these days is sort of like narrative driven mm-hmm. in a way it's all about on this album you know this person you know went through this experience and that's what these songs are about and and that's this album campaigns like marketing basically right? yeah, yeah you know and I just like I don't know it sort of occurred to me that a lot of the songwriters that I admire people like tom waits for example like i feel like one of the extraordinary assets of his creativity uh as a songwriter was his imagination Mm -hmm. his ability to make up something that probably never happened at all yeah and i sort of like i don't know i've i've kind of been taking an approach to writing like with that kind of in mind you know where it's like it's, it's definitely cool to like use songwriting as like a therapeutic sort of exercise if you will mm-hmm. but I'm equally entranced by or if not more so sometimes like the people who just completely make it up like out of the clear blue sky like you know let me invent a story you know yeah. a character uh you know um whatever and that that's that's really that gets really fun for me too, because like I love to like try on different things, you know, like go to thrift stores and like try a million things on and buy nothing, you know, just to see like how it looks and feels and like mm-hmm. I do that in my writing too, I think, and and so now I feel like you know the writing is is definitely going to like way weirder, kind of wilder places than I than I've been before. Yeah, I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> you know it feels exciting to me because you know that's kind of ultimately what I'm always looking for That's all that should matter a new way into the a new way to get into you know the same old thing because that's what it is you know it's like oh uh, you make a record and then you gotta find a way to like explain it to somebody or whatever and then you know yeah you go out and you try to do that and you sort of like do a good job in this one to do not such a great job in that one and it that's just kind of the experience of like you know putting out a record or whatever you know but i the the possibilities of of Sort of science fiction songwriting, kind of, you know, like yeah. exploring the the human imagination. You know, and I'm sure there's probably something telling of myself in that. You know, I, I'm sure there will be. So that's cool too. I'm having fun, feeling like I have license to just dream up anything I can think of and try to put, and try to make it into a song. And it doesn't always work. You mm-hmm. know, that's the other thing. Like everything i do has somewhat of a process of trial and error to it but i'm having fun doing it so like hey who cares right yeah that's what it's about right totally man yeah yeah it's like somebody said some some famous nashville like cowboy jack clement or somebody was like we're really like in the fun business is what we're in (laughs) you know like music business like whatever but like we're really in the fun business like Never forget, it only takes three and a half minutes to cut a hit record, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> Good point, <you> know? Like, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, the, in the moment. Like, try to be in the moment, you know? Well, I'm, I'm looking forward
0: to hearing that. Thank you. Yeah.
1: I'm excited about it, too. Well, thank you very much. Thank for, you, Aaron Lee, yeah. I mean, that was a lot of fun. No, I appreciate it. Absolutely.
0: My special thanks to Aaron Lee Tazjan. It was just lovely talking with him. For everything... Aaron Lee Tasjan, you can go to his website, Aaron Lee Tasjan, T A S J A N.com. For more editions of all your favorite bands, the podcast, you can check out SoundCloud.com slash A Y F B podcast. You can go to Spotify or Apple Podcasts as well and search A Y F B podcast. Until next time, I'm Jeff Lamort. Thanks so much for listening. July. See